my pencil, my perfect, my pink perfect attendance pencil in the sharpen box. I'm the only one who um, has one of the same type of those. And I got it sharpened in the morning, but when I unpacked, I went to go get my pencil. And guess what I saw? Nothing but yellow, plain old pencils. I couldn't find my perfect attendance pencil, which is the only pencil I turned in. So I had to take somebody else's pencil because somebody, and I know who, stole my perfect attendance pencil who didn't even earn one because they were in Canada. So th today I saw Lizzie using it on her morning work. I was like, Lizzie, that's my pencil. And she was like, well, it was in that box. And I was like, because I needed it sharpened. And then she was like, it's just a pencil. I was like, it's my birthday pencil. And then Reese jumped in and said, yeah, she earned it. You didn't earn it. You were in Canada. And then, well, she didn't say it like that. She was like, you were in Canada. And then I was like, yeah, so give me my, my pencil. And then she was like, no. So I waited all the way till after lunch to get my pencil back. I said, can I have my pencil? She was like, after, she was like, yes. And she lost my pencil in her desk. And then she said, after recess. I was like, okay, after recess, I never got my pencil back. I told the teacher. She didn't do anything. She never changed the even thing. It was just the same thing. Lizzie had my pencil. Just a pencil. It's a perfect attendance pencil. <laughs> that little girl has the biggest attitude. <laughs> perfect attendance pencil. She wore her pencil. Oh my goodness. Who is that little girl, Crystal? Who is that little baby? That little darling? I don't know. She was on Ellen. Oh my goodness. Have my to find out her name. Attendance pencil. She was in Canada. You in Canada. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. We are back, people. Um, yeah, we just wanted to play a little bit of that. Crystal played that for, for me at the beginning. And I was like, what in the world is this little girl? She's mad about her perfect attendance pencil. She earned it. She, and what did her mama say at the end? It's just a pencil. <laughs> It, it writes just like everything else. It's just a just like everyone else. And regular old pencil. But it's a perfect attendance pencil. That and it was purple. She, did she say it was purple? Yeah. Perfect. No. She just said it, it was, was a different color though. I thought she said it was a different color. But it said perfect attendance. The rest of them were yellow. Regular old yellow. She can get her pencil back. Yeah. It's important to her. I understand. We're gone. We're gone. So, hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Devashi. I'm Crystal. And this is Creativity Podcast. Creativity Podcast. Are you whispering? That was my contribution. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can do the echo. No, no. You messed it up. Cat, 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 cat. I just couldn't let it be. Be like, oh, Karen Clark is here. No. Creativity, no. creativity, creativity, creativity. Podcast, 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 podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, how was your week? It's not over. I know. It's just the middle of the week. 
anything happened from our last time we recorded? I'm still alive. <laughs> Cosby Show reference. Yes. Rudy Huxtable. That is not Rudy Huxtable. That wasn't. That was, that Raven, was Simone. Raven Simone. It was. It was Olivia. Olivia. I'm still alive. <laughs> yep. I love the show. Uh, and I'm like I said, I'm a fan of Raven Simone to this day. You I did. Want, I want to be her friend. I do. I adore Raven Simone. I do. That's an interesting. Um, Why is that interesting? Fact. You, you said that last episode as well. Why is that interesting? I don't know. I just like her personality. Every time I see her, I go um interviews stuff like that. I love her personality. Well, I've never quirky. watched an interview with her. So there's that. She's quirky, she's funny, she's quick, she's witty, she's smart. Yeah. You should write her. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm not going that far. Mm-mm. Done it before. I've never written anybody. Well yes I have <laughs> on um social media. But they wrote back so hey. They got the receipts. Maybe she will. Maybe she will. Maybe she will. Um, I'm seeing right here in front of me, somebody got something in the mail here that says... I already <coughs> told y'all that. <clears throat> I know, but I'm actually seeing it in person. It says, upon the recommendation of the faculty and by virtue of the authority vested in the Board of Trustees, Ashford University hereby uh... confers upon Crystal with the degree of Master of Arts Organizational Management in the Forbes School of Business and Technology. First of all, why you put my name out there like that? You already say your name is Crystal. I said my name is Crystal. That was it. Okay. I'll bleep it out later. (laughs) Uh, So when you hear the beep, I'm not cussing. So, yeah. Uh, With all the rights and privileges thereunto, appertaining congratulations crystal thank you it's real now real done good job (laughs) so just glad for it to be over absolutely congratulations crystal um my week since the last time we talked has been pretty boring i just been doing a whole lot of work a whole lot of um trying to finish up on some projects um, but outside of that, saw Birds of Prey twice. You saw what? Birds of Prey, the uh, Harley Quinn movie. Saw it twice. Visually, I really enjoyed it, and like the fight scenes were like almost like John Wick esque, but with girls. Unfortunately, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, did you see Suicide Squad? No. Okay. So, in Suicide Squad, um, they introduced a character by the name of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was the main love interest of the Joker in the comics. Okay. And Margot Robbie, you know who she is? Yes. Margot Robbie, she played Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. That was the same movie that Will Smith um, played, um, I think his name, Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jared Leto, I think, played the Joker. So the movie actually kind of bombed in critics' eyes, but the breakout character in that movie was Margot Robbie. She played Harley Quinn. 
And so this is kind of the sequel-esque to that movie, her playing Harley Quinn. And so um, it's based off of the Birds of Prey, I guess, comic. It's kind of her own spinoff, hmm. where it's like for um, her and three or four other women that have powers or are just really good at fighting come together to kind of fight this big bad in the movie. And make believe. It is make believe. It's comics. So therefore, what is it's the comics. conclusion of this conversation? Um, you should go see it. I won't be going. It was good. You know, I don't do make believe. Did you ever see the Avengers? Any of them? I watch things that are real or uh, at least believable. It wasn't believable at all. Okay. Well, I won't. But be it was going. good though. But it I'm was, glad that you enjoyed it. It was visually good and um Margot Robbie, she's like she plays the mess out of that character, so yeah. If you like comic book movies, if you like um, things that aren't action, real, because even the fight scenes, like I said, if, did you ever see John Wick? Any of the John Wicks? No, I saw John Q. <laughs> Do you even know what I'm talking about, John Wick? No. So John Wick <laughs> was a movie that um, um, Keanu Reeves, um, it was his kind of comeback role. Okay. The movie has a horrible plot. So he loses his wife and because um, he used to be an assassin. He loses his wife. He goes into a uh, big depression. And as a result, he comes out of the you know, assassin world. But that's not a world you can just leave. And so um, he actually had some people that were trying to get some revenge to end up coming to his house. Um, and he fights them and their retaliation. He has a dog. They killed his dog. So he spends the rest of the movie trying to go after the people who killed his dog. That's the whole plot of the first movie. And as a result, but the fight scenes in it are amazing. That's what, and there's been three movies. It's like two sequels from that. And that's the whole mm-hmm. thing. But anyway, that that type of fighting style is similar to, in my opinion, to what I saw in Birds of Prey. I'm concerned. Why do you like to watch people fight? I don't know. It's, it's I it, I guess it's, it's also that fascination that people like to watch fighting videos online and Instagram and Wall Star videos. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd rather see it make-believe fighting than actual real-life fighting. Plus, it's like martial arts. So it's like martial arts is fascinating, especially if it's done like a dance. It's almost, you you know it's choreographed, but it's like, it's like when you see it, can you really see somebody really doing that in real life? But I'm from the hood, we just shoot people. <laughs> true, right. true that, true that. But yeah, loved it. I guess those are, those are my that's my uh, movie recommendation for the week. I'm gonna start doing that. So if you like seeing people fight, yes, and it ain't real, based off of but comic it's books, martial arts, yes, that's based off of comics, yes, that ain't real either. No. Then go see this movie called The Birds of Prey. Of Prey. And the wonderful something, some emancipation of Harley Quinn. Something. It was a real long title. Oh, okay. But it was good. I enjoyed it. Mm. Well, thanks. All right. So that brings us into our. Um, it's not a segue at all, but we're about to go into our first segment, our cowbell moment. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Thank you, Bruce. 
And this week's cowbell moment. So let me read this for you. Superphone. Musician Ryan Leslie learned that when he earned $2 million by building a custom text management product to track, he taught himself to program on Code Academy, realizing that the imploding record industry would turn being a successful celebrity into a game of who had the best tools for connecting with their fans. The new Superphone focuses on the most common address book problem, connecting with someone important, then drifting apart. The result was Superphone and Leslie giving all his listeners his phone number. The app let him see who had spent the most on his music and merch and speak directly with them uh, to keep them loyal. Leslie was finding out who would pay $1,700 for tickets to a private New Year's Eve concert. Superphone turned his modest fame into a massive revenue. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty cool. That's smart. Very smart. I think um, in this changing world and um, what we have to kind of do to stay in front of the people who support us, uh, social media, it's it becomes increasingly harder to kind of stay in front of people. The way companies are set up and most artists are independent anyway. Um, and even if they are on a label, there's still some level of independence because they don't get the marketing backing or the marketing budget, or they don't have A&Rs like they used to. It is forcing these people to either come up with a strategy on their own or to connect with somebody who actually knows marketing. And for so long, artists did not have to do that because yeah. they're dependent on the label to yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. The label ain't doing nothing for you But now, now that is non-existent. When right. you're an independent artist, you got to figure it out. And I think that, you know, in the industry that Ryan Leslie was in, he came out. First of all, Ryan Leslie was an artist, but right. he was also known as an art, a writer and a producer. Exactly. So, you know, it's easy to fade to black as a producer because you're not physically in front of everybody's eyes. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it's it's um, he was actually on the Breakfast Club talking about why he faded from music and why he's really into this. I see a lot of artists doing it. Candy, Candy um, was giving out her number on social media a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, I'm seeing a lot of artists do it um, just because they're trying to keep. To me, I feel like it's a more mobile way of email marketing. Yeah, just like we take absolutely email addresses to you know let you know stay in constant contact with our mailing list it's just the same way to keep engagement from a mobile perspective um so i think it's smart i absolutely think it's smart and i think it's something he could partner with alongside the industry to help these artists being that a lot of these labels they they are non-existent anymore yeah so i I said that um i can't remember which uh label i want to say it was arister i'm actually um, still exists yeah Arister. I need to look that up. Who own it? I don't know. It's not Arista. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. But um, it was saying that one of the top um, record companies had partner. Clive Davis is the founder of Arista. Who's on it? No, it was not Arista. It was Atlantic Records. Okay. okay. Atlantic Records is still a company. <laughs> Who own it? I don't know. Look it up. People are still on these record labels, Crystal. I can't tell. I'm looking. Let's see. Artists on Atlantic. Don't know who that is. 
Don't know who that is. Uh, don't know who that is. Uh, Twenty two G Z. She's dead. Don't know who that is. Uh, don't know who that is. Bruno Mars is on Atlantic Records. Cardi B is on Atlantic Records. Uh, Charlie X C X Boozy is on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All these. Yep. Those are three people that I see now that are on Atlantic Records. That's it that I know of. Gucci Man. Coldplay. Coldplay. See, they got artists, Crystal. But anyway, um, said that uh, they partnered with them, and they're actually that's one mechanism that the labels are using now to communicate with their fans. So it's like they're ma- pretty much would manage that account. Gucci Man. Be able to reach directly out to the fan base. They actually so thought, have a more best artist list than I thought. Keep see, scrolling down. Kelani, Janelle Monet, Arista, Gucci maybe Mane. not so much, but um, <laughs> they 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 didn't they didn't have no information on not their website. a thing on their site. I think because uh, wasn't oh, um, Missy's on Atlantic. What was Nipsey Hustle? Nipsey Hustle. Oh, and Missy. Okay, see, they got artists, yeah. but I thought Arista turned to Jive Records or vice versa. One of them changed because. Clive Davis owns both. But anyway, neither here nor there. I think it's a wonderful idea. It's a great, like you said, it's a great way to have quick access to your fans. And if that particular artist is engaging, it makes you feel like you're a part. Artist is speaking directly to you because it's like you're getting exclusive, especially if they just go like on a group chat. You pretty much have a group chat with your favorite artist. So, and I guess in real world, um, I'm really bad at um, returning phone calls and um, just communication. Terrible. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to be better with it, but that would be good for me if I can just put certain people um, (laughs) in a group. And if I go more than a week or two, it sends out a message saying I'm still alive. Uh Come on, baby. What you mean? I'm talking about. What you talking about? <laughs> I think that it's horrible. <laughs> I'm still alive. Don't worry about it. I'm need not to dead. to be more intentional. Exactly. That's why, more I created, intentional. that's why I created this podcast so I can talk to you <laughs> every week. And I don't forget to. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, check that out. The name of that app again um, is uh, Superphone. Yep, um, it's available on both iOS and um, Android devices. Um, I think it's pretty expensive though, depending on how many people are actually in your contact list. I think they said it's like twenty, almost twenty twenty-five cent per contact. And so, if you have a contact of over what three four hundred people, that can be pretty pricey after a while. So. But yeah, looking into it, I thought it was a good, um, good idea. Nice little cowboy moment. So, yeah, you had anything else, Chris? I would like to applaud Ryan Leslie for doing something else outside of music. I think they said he taught himself how to code using Code Academy. Yeah. I've ran a, like I, I get uh, emails all the time about teach yourself how to code. He taught himself how to code online himself, and then turned that into a million dollar business. Good. Like, I think I was having a conversation with a friend of mine today. 
And I think we've said it before here as well that being a creative, it doesn't really matter like as far as ideas or um, you should never be bored or fig- not be able to figure out another stream of income because it doesn't matter what environment that I'm in because I'm a creative, I can figure it out. Right. I told us like I've never directed a music video, but I'm pretty sure if I put in the right circumstances, I could figure it out and it probably would look pretty decent if I've never directed um, a movie. But as much as I watch, I'm watching for specific things that mm-hmm. I guess the, the regular watcher wouldn't even pay attention to. So it's like I'm looking at angles. I'm looking at lighting. I'm looking at stuff like that. And I've never done it before. Did so you see those like, bad editing in Tyler Perry's movie? Oh, Did you catch any of that? I did before? catch. But then again, I'm a fan of Tyler Perry as a person, but not really his work. Gotcha. So I, I, my hat's off on everything that he's doing, but I think that he, with amount of access that he has, and he can still hire black. There are some black editors and writers and producers out there that I believe could give him a better product. Even they should have just spent two more days on it. They could have spent instead of five, instead of five. seven. I don't know what the big rush. Maybe the contract was about to run up with Netflix, and they're like, "We need this product in the next week, or you about to lose this money." I don't know why. I mean, five days is a feat, but why does it have to be last minute? That just it just feeds into the uh, thought that black people just wait till last minute to do everything. Well, we don't know if it was last minute, we, it, but it seems as though it was last minute. It had two scenes. <laughs> <laughs> it had more than two. Her scenes. house. They had the house. They had in the, the prison, courtroom and the in the court, prison and the courtroom in the prison. They did all that in her house. <laughs> That's why it only took five days because they didn't really have too exactly. many sets. Wonder uh, how long it took them to shoot Friday. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. A how day, <laughs> two. Just because it's called Friday doesn't remember mean that they movie, shot it on a phone Friday. Booth? Yes, I do. It was a cyber movie. I was actually looking that up earlier today. Movies that got canceled initially because of, you know, people complaining or whatever have you. And then it starts to be released. Because the movie that I was looking at is a movie called, but it's like elites shooting deplorables. But it was like a satirical comedy um, thriller. And I was like, yes, that's totally the type of movie I would love to see. So I'm excited about that. You're making me nervous. What? Wow, I'm making you nervous. Ah. <laughs> I like I, I like the fantasy of it. Don't judge me, Crystal. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Mm-mm. There there are other weirdos out there, and I I'm a self proclaimed weirdo and also nerd, and I'm fine with that. Hmm. So with that, we are about to take a break. Bye. 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 Are you a creative looking for more exposure? Are you an entrepreneur or business wanting another platform to promote your business? Consider partnering with the Creativity Podcast. By becoming a trusted sponsor for a small monthly contribution, you can replace this promo with a promo centered around your business. The promo can be written and produced by the Creativity team. Just email us at mycreativity at gmail.com for more information and get plugged into Team Creativity. 
All right, we are back, and we're moving on to our next segment, our Expresso. No, you didn't. All right, Crystal, this week I wanted to talk about a subject that um, really from the rise of social media has been very, very prevalent um, online and due to the apps. It's, I guess it's, it's another form, in, in my opinion, of bullying, just a virtual way of doing it. And I want to talk about cancel culture. Oh, my God. So... Uh, I think sometimes it's good and then other times it's not, but it's like you you really have to weigh, I guess, the circumstances of why, quote unquote, this person is being canceled. I don't know if anybody really ever is canceled. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Some people have been canceled, like Kevin Spacey. He was canceled and like taken off whole shows and everything for doing something wrong that he did when he um, almost 20 years ago that came to bite him in the butt in this time but it's like okay so what do you think about quote unquote cancel culture I think that they get on my nerves who's the they everybody okay because I feel like we put way too much energy in trying to cancel people. And the energy that that energy we could just be putting in other places. I just I really don't I feel like we make things bigger than what they are sometimes. Mm, okay. Um and I don't feel like we have the right to just because a person makes a bad statement or a wrong turn or wrong gesture or whatever the situation may be uh, a controversial phrase that we quote unquote cancel these people and I think it's the the um, audacity that people have to think that hey you have enough influence yeah, to cancel a person I don't know I just think that eventually if it is something that is going to be detrimental to their career then it will be something that will happen across the board. For example, there have been artists that have made wrong terms, wrong moves. There have been uh, entertainers, movie producers that have said the wrong thing, and it didn't take cancel culture. It was just like, hey, boom, that didn't go over well. Right. We didn't have it. Right. You know, we're not having it. You know, we good, we good with you. Nobody had to get up and rally for someone's, you know, because at the end of the day, these are people's livelihoods. These are people's you know, brands that they have built. And I just think that it's a bit much. I really think the stuff that we need to be concerned about, we're not, well, we're too busy trying to pull down someone else. Yeah. In a sense to, you know, prove a point, but I don't know, really know what we're proving. So it's, 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 it's really, so we all are sitting in judge and jury seats. So it's like, we, we, are taking the role of judge and jury of people's lives. And unfortunately it's mostly it's entertainers. Um, whereas that it's almost some certain people's duty or they, they feel it like it's their, their plight in life to find that one thing that can take somebody down. And unfortunately over the past couple of years, it's been centered around black males or black entertainers and um, to the point where it's like 
we have other people who um, are kind of given grace and others who aren't. So like, for example, um, in our first episode, we were talking about Jesse Smollett and yeah, whether he was wrong or right or whatever have you, but it was like, now he's quote unquote canceled or you have people like um, Kevin Hart when um, stuff that he had said as, as a comedian 10 plus years ago that came to resurface when it was time for him to do the Oscars and stuff that he had already apologized for people wanted him to apologize again for and as a result in some eyes he was canceled and it was like especially because he doubled down on not apologizing again and so okay so now we're canceling him so it's like they ain't canceled Kevin Hart trust me because his moves are still doing fine it's because I think it was it was a ploy to make him to demonize him. I guess in our community, jokes about homosexuality has always been in our comedy. It just always has been. Yeah. Um, and some of it can be offensive, but in the this you know PC culture of twenty what twenty twenty now, it's not as I guess politically correct to make a joke of any other person. And I'm like, that's, but that's the best part of comedy is like our culture. We were, we were really built on dirty dozens. Like that was our type of comedy that we, it was self deprecating. It was, um, we looked at the things that would try to tear us down and we tried to make them funny to make them a little bit more palatable for us to, um, consume and it's like it, it's almost a dig at culture it's a dig at um, our cultural norms that may not be the same for um, our brothers and sisters of other races and not understanding where that comes from and so it can it, it's like it just all can seem like demonizing you can think of even rap culture where is it now that's very prevalent but in the 80s and 90s it was looked at as gangster rap and it was like looked at as negative but they were trying to explain to people this is a it's an expression of my environment and then all of a sudden now you go to a rap concert now and you it's hard pressed to find a black person in those concerts so it's like it's just different how the times have changed and how it's becoming harder and harder to say the right thing or do the right thing or be the right version people want us to be i think offense is a choice okay i i I think nobody can tell you that you're not offended and nobody can tell you that you are right it's a choice to be offended okay and you have that right to be but at the end of the day some of this stuff is minute and i mean i i think that you know and it's not even just on the entertainer level i mean it it's it's the 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 teacher who you know we see a viral video where you know we see her grab a kid oh boom now we're getting her fired right what well, the reality is we don't know this teacher could have been bullied by this student absolutely you know 364 days out of the year and just said today bad. and just said today f it i'm not putting up with it you know it's what i'm saying but i think bad and disrespectful but i think that the thing is we get half of the narrative we get half of the story and 
we just go on this rant and this tangent and I think that Again, well, that's if, social media because everything is put in a either thirty or sixty second clip, absolutely. and then we make, we're quick to make judgments based off of that one snapshot of an experience. And everybody, everybody's going to be emotionally tied to things that are they are emotionally tied to. True. Um, you know, the whole situation with Gail King is 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 I feel like, and I said this to a coworker. I said it gets on my nerves because. The media has painted, and this is no shade to Kobe Bryant's legacy or even him as a person, but the media, first of all, it is a part of a PR strategy. When you have a scandal, they have to paint you in a different light. So after his scandal, he became this family man. He -hmm. became highly philanthropic, and it it just kind of painted him in another light. It showed a whole nother side of Kobe, not saying it was not natural or organic, but it was highlighted. Absolutely. Now, all of a sudden she has a question in an interview with Lisa Leslie, which I don't know if you've seen the full interview is out now, right? It was edited. Like she pranced on her, right? But that's not how the real interview went, right? Just like those her, questions it- were Far in, in, you know, you know, right. whatever. Just like her, her interview with um, R. Kelly, it was like she, they released like small bits and chunks, but when she, and it painted R. Kelly like he was. Well, I'm not saying that. Yes, he did some outlandish stuff, but that was over the course of an entire interview. Yeah, just like Fix My Life, they show you the good parts because they want you to watch. It. Exactly, but the, at the, the same, juice it pops. but at the same time. It was editing. We know how media works. Sure. But at the same time, everybody is highly sensitive. I think if anybody's offended by anything, I feel like it's not so much the question, it's the timing. That's true. My issue was not her questions. Right. Because if R. Kelly dies tomorrow, right. we're not going to be talking about his discography. Robert. We're going to be talking about he's a pedophile. Robert. Robert. We're going to talk about he a talented pedophile. Yes, he's immensely talented. But at the end of the day, they're not going to give R. Kelly the grace No, that they would give somebody else. Because in the media, right now, he's painted as a villain. He's painted as a pedophile. He's painted as a pervert. Yes. So I think that the issue with the Gail King interview to me was not the questions. Because she said something to Lisa Leslie that is essentially true. If he was, if he had raped this girl and you were his friend nine times out of ten, you wouldn't have known it. Right. One, one Yeah, you would. She you know, known it. you wouldn't have known it. You wouldn't have seen it. It's just like the friend that is beating his wife, mm-hmm. and you say, "Well, I never seen. I, I've never seen anything." He's a pillar he's, of the community. Yeah, but he's knocking her head in every night, right? Because again, he's trying to conceal a certain identity. Right. So what she said to her. Was not essentially wrong. It wasn't. I, I, I it guess, was just the timing. It was the timing, and it, it, again, it goes to, it goes back to that idea of cancel culture, where it's like, when is too far? When is a comment too far, and who makes that decision? Like, is because he's passed. Yes, again, we're not saying it, but now it's like, our community has moved to the point where that. All of our, I guess, deceased celebrities are now untouchable. 
you, you can never bring up their past inadequacies or scandals. They are now untouchable. My personal opinion is just not how media works. Okay. My personal opinion, I would never do anything like that. Right. I would not get up at somebody's funeral. Oh, no. Or, you know, at a honor reball mm-hmm. and say something crazy like that. Right. I wouldn't even insinuate it. But but at the same time, it's kind of like going to a funeral and somebody saying, you know, well, we know he did time for so-and-so. And so. Right. Why do we even have to talk about we that? We don't. But at the same time, I feel like they work in an industry that that is what they do. It, and I don't understand. It. For example, a, 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 a person could get shot. Okay. Or a person could die. Right. Just, you know. We don't know if it's murder. We don't know if it's, you know, suicide. We don't know what it is. Right. Three days later, we suspect foul play. They're not going to hold that back. No, they're not. Because the family mourning. No, they're not. The well, media I mean, is not going to hold that back. The, the same thing they did with Trayvon Martin. It was like, yes, the, 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 the kid passed, but then they made him out to be like a villain because he got one time he got something to happen um, as far as um, he got in trouble with the law. And then that just paints him as, quote unquote, a thug. And I'm like, Media's job that. is to create a narrative that creates another narrative. Yes. That creates another narrative so that we consistently have things to report on. Yes. And at the end of the day, it may be wrong in most people's eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't personally subscribe to it. But at the end of the day, Gail King is a journalist. True. I guess. Because she just kind of appeared, if you ask me. But that's neither she here just, nor there. She's just uh, Oprah's best friend. But but that's it. <clears throat> that's all. Oh, well. We're going to leave it there. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, I feel like we go too far. Because now it's, you know, what this whole, um, you know, Oprah and, and uh, Russell Simmons, Harry Weinstein. Steen. Um, now it's. Y'all are against black men. Y'all are, you know, so now I've been seeing pictures of nothing with them with nothing but white men. Right. You know, Oprah Oprah doesn't like white men because she was sexually assaulted by black men. I mean, she doesn't like black men. She's angry toward them because so now we've painted this whole narrative, which may or may not be true. Right. So now you got people looking sideways at these two black women or these two women for what reason? Doing their I, jobs. For so so at the end of the day, I feel and like I, I, I want to make sure that I say that because I'm I'm not I'm not defending any of them either. But I was listening to a um a podcast of Monique. She was um talking about the whole Netflix issue, and her thing was that um the the guy had said uh, this was back in 2017. Uh, the guy had said. Well, Monique, what have you done in 2017 to pretty much say that you deserve to ask for more money because you really haven't done much? And she was like, well, she's like, I was I was offered. I think it was like eight hundred thousand dollars that she was offered. And she said that Chappelle came back and he was offered 20 million. And she was like, if you're using that same logic, 
he took a 10 year hiatus and came back and was offered 20 million. Mm-hmm. I I was part of a movie and have been touring the entire time that he has been gone, but I was offered $800,000. And so it was like, but the story that was being painted was that she was being difficult. She was being meet the, the way the, the media and a lot of black media was painting it as if she was being the difficult one when she was like, I'm trying to, rationalize why I was being offered what I was being offered even though yes when you think about it it was like well may- maybe people don't think you're as funny maybe people don't think that you're um even worth whatever that amount of money she said but I'm an Oscar winner what she get an Oscar for she got an Oscar for Precious best supporting actress hmm. for her role in Precious and she's like okay what else do I have to do to prove Although I came into that story thinking about it one way, I left it thinking a different way because of how it was presented to me originally. It was presented to me to paint her in a negative light. Yeah. And once she started to break it down, she was like, you let you tell me what's the difference. He said, the only thing I can say is gender. And she's like, that's not fair. She said, would you tell your wife or your mother to take a lesser amount at their job that they've been working at for 20 years and then they hire somebody new that you have trained that's only been there two years and now they're saying that I'm going to give you less than I would give that person. She said, you wouldn't tell your own wife to do that. Then why are you telling me to do that? I agree. But my problem with the whole, what your initial question was, I don't feel like why we have to take it as a consumer, as our responsibility to make a whole vigilante movement to cancel Monique off of she's fighting for her salary. But we do. The, but the we did it. The community canceled Monique. The, well, they the, didn't because well, she got a Showtime stand up. Well, I'll say around that time, they the, they, the they did it. Entertainment business canceled Monique yeah and she had to fight her way back into a comedy special with Showtime but I cannot I don't think that you know I believe that you reap what you sow I personally believe that and at the end of the day I feel like it's wrong it's it's wrong because everybody you know is very sensitive you know the world is mourning Kobe Bryant's death And everybody's so high strong, you know, and I'm like, I don't understand how you can openly threaten somebody because they make a statement. Yeah, I, I, but I, I think that the statement was too soon. I think yeah, it's absolutely. It, it, I think that the question was valid. Like you said, poor timing. And as a result, timing. people are still very, very emotional. And so. I can understand the retaliation. We also have to understand where it's coming from. But you can be upset without doing some of the stuff that we are doing. She, she was openly threatened by Snoop Dogg, and then he comes back on Instagram and apologized because he said his mama told him to. Yeah, it 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 is it is too far. Period. You have far. the right to be upset, but at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be funny. Vanessa Bryant is not doing this. She's not. She's she's pretty much Kobe quiet. Bryant, Kobe Bryant's family is not doing this. These are people. I'm not trying to be funny. Who are influenced by by Kobe? One Carmelo Anthony is one of his best friends. You don't see him hashtagging cancel Gilkey. They are mourning for real. Yes, they're not up here trying to get 
you know, and at the end of the day, the, the crazy thing is this. One of the things that was said was if she wanted to, you know, know these things about Kobe, then, you know, she had opportunity to interview him. But look how long these allegations against R. Kelly yes. have been going on. Nobody said when years. She, nobody said when she had her interview with him and drilled him. Why didn't she do this five years ago? Mm. Nobody said that. No. The only difference is the way they're painted in the media and the fact that Kobe Bryant is no longer with us. I think we have to stop this cancel culture because at the end of the day, we are doing a our the black community a disservice because everybody's not going to cross every T. You're going to say something at some point. I'm going to say something that's just not going to be politi- politically correct, you know. And at the end of the day, it's like you have to have thick skin. I'm not saying you should just take anything. But at the end of the day, people have the right to say and feel how they want to feel. You have shows just like this, Breakfast Club, State of the Culture, things like that. The people get up and give their opinion at the end of the day. It's just that. It's my opinion. That's it. So it's like certain individuals out there that are doing things to incite cancel culture that I believe to incite a, even though it may come from a, a good place, its intention is to cancel people out. So I don't think that the R. Kelly documentary was intentionally trying to cancel him. I think it was more or less to shine a light on just how despicable a person he was. But then you have- But what was that gonna do in the end of the day? Of course, it it it, it did. And the I think purpose it of the it interview. Should, it, 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 it it should, but then you have um the um the Oprah thing that the documentary that she was going to do on Russell Simmons, like what what's the real reasoning behind it? Because it's going to result in quote unquote a canceling of now, Russell Simmons. Debasi, the purpose of any interview, okay, is to do one or two things. Well, what do you think that Michael Jackson one did? But, no, no, no. Here's, here's the purpose of any the interview. The purpose was to cancel Michael Jackson, even no, when he was dead. No. the Any interview in general is to determine whether you're believable or you're not. True. That's the purpose. Right. There is no gray. So, depending on how you act, your body language, how you answer the questions, blah, 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 your demeanor, your responses... It leaves the audience to determine. Well, I think she was sincere. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like he was being arrogant. I so so so. And it leaves them to determine. So then it's really off the journalist's back. Right. They conducted the interview. Right. At the end of the day, whether it was Michael Jackson, Prince, you, Prince has done interviews. Prince did interviews where he probably said 20 words collective. <laughs> And that was the hardest part about media with him because you couldn't figure out whether he was lying or okay. telling the truth. He had no emotion. Right. Whatsoever. Except when he rolled his eyes. Yeah. Or, or really, you, you really, comment. you know, Michael Jackson was very, it was very hard to read them. Right. But most people, you can get them in the chair. If you start talking about something that's uncomfortable, you can tell they're uncomfortable. Yeah. You could be. So I'm the, like so, that. So the <laughs> idea is for the audience to say, is this person believable or not? At the end of the day, it's I don't think it's so much about canceling. It's really about you canceled yourself. 
Yeah. Because you got up here and you showed your tail or you got up here and you said something that was contradictory to what you said on Breakfast Club or you got up here and said something that was totally different than what you said on Hot 97 or, you know, whatever. So now you got the people out here fishing and looking like they lying. Okay, so I want to play this um, clip. This is of Titus Burgess, the guy who played um, Titus Andromedon on um, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He's on the interview with um, Andy Cohen. And this is he was doing his um, promo run about Dolomite, the movie that he was with Eddie Murphy. Um, Titus, we got a text from Danielle T. Uh, wanting to know the funniest or craziest thing Eddie Murphy's done on set of your new movie. How cool that you you're making a movie, making with, a movie with Eddie. I did a movie with Eddie Murphy. Wow. It's called uh, My Name is Dolomite. It comes out in the fall. Oh, that's yes. awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. We just got into the uh, Toronto uh, International Film Festival. Wow. Yeah. Was he cool um, to work with? He was I mean, wonderful to work with. He is a brilliant man, and I'm so excited that uh, for all the people who, younger generations who do not know Eddie Murphy, yes. will learn why he is a legend that he is. Did you get to chat with him at all? Because he was very... Of course I did. Why was, wouldn't I? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, no, I just wonder if you got close at all, because he was very problematic for the gays at one point when I was coming Oh, up, I see. So he I wasn't just... problematic for Titus. Good. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had a wonderful well, time. And we yeah, can evolve. talked good. about Dreamgirls and, and oh, good. should have won the Oscar, I believe. Yes. So uh, he was great. And any troubles he may have had with gay people, I guess they're gone because he loved me. Good. <laughs> Very good. It's game time, everybody. Lilius White is such an impressive vocalist. What, what, what are you saying, Titus? Keep going, girl. Do oh, your okay. show. Such an impressive vocalist that tonight I want to... So, he did an interview. They were asking him, what was that exchange about? He said, um, T- Titus has said that he felt as though he was inciting him to comment about uh, Eddie Murphy's past talkings about homosexuality trying to get a sound bite out of Titus to further the narrative of this person is not good in entertainment and thus should not be celebrated in doing this new movie and thus resulting in canceling him out could be true the idea behind it was that the interviewer like you said was shining light on something that may have happened in your past to then incite others to kind of take it and run with it because we live in this culture now where is that anything that you say or do in your past whether it's good or bad will come back to bite you in the butt i'm sick of it well okay i'll give another example um we there's a um an artist by the name of camilla cabello she is 22 now but when she was 14, 15, and 16, she had a Tumblr page where she tweeted and retweeted racist comments and racist jokes here and there, calling black people the N-word, um, having pictures of famous people with watermelons and, and um, fried chicken, stuff like that. So around about 15 or 16, that's when the girl group that she was a part of, Fifth Harmony, was formed because she had, that was part of um, the X Factor that um, she was on. And then those old tweets, well, let's flash forward. We're in 2020. She's now a solo artist. She's 22 years old now. And those old tweets and stuff came back from when she was 16 years old. Mind you, that's, that's only a six-year difference. 
do you think she should be held accountable for what she did at 16 now that she's at 22? I don't. Um, I I feel like... That, now you got people saying now she's canceled because they're saying that at 16, you know the difference between right and wrong and what racism is. But the reality is she ain't the only racist. That's true. So here's my thing is... If should she we don't, continue to support her? Here's my thing. If she don't like black people, she don't like black people. <laughs> I'm just being honest because I'm not trying to that's be funny. That's true. You may, have a, you may true. have a black rapper that don't like white people. That's and true. And I am not pushing the narrative of racism. But what I am saying is we cannot cancel everybody who differs in opinion yeah. for what we differ. At the end of the day, we don't know where her experience is with black people. That's true. We have no clue. And at the end of the day, she could have been taught that. Most races are taught to be racist. And has no real clue you're not, you're not how that could be offensive to someone else. At the end of the day, okay, she's 22. All right, well, but she knew it was offensive. If she comes, if she comes off, that's not always true. So you telling me that she was intentionally making racist type memes to just be funny? Well, it depends because honestly, there are some things that people say that are quote unquote jokes about yes. other cultures that to be honest we and don't we don't look at it, we don't look as we don't look at it as we use it we do use it but not in the derogatory way that she How was is it not derogatory I I I use the word and I'm not literally synonymous with brother to me sometimes my brother or my That's sister That's a whole nother conversation I don't hey I, to I, me, I it don't, don't bother it me it doesn't bother me and the reason being is because somebody saying black only black people eat chicken and watermelon that does not bother me gotcha whereas somebody it could set them slam off but, but you don't think that there is a, a a subtle hint of racism in that statement it could be a subtle hint of, ra- hint of racism or it could be you are repeating what you heard somebody say. Because Re- the, the regardless, re- the reason why I say that is because we say that kind of stuff. But you're taught about to, us. You're taught to be yes. Okay, so you're taught to be racist. That's not something you just you're just born with. You are taught to be racist. You can be reformed. I just said something earlier in this podcast. I said in the hood we don't fight, we shoot people. Right. If a white person said that, they be racist. Black people oh, in the hood, no. black people, they don't fight. They only shoot people. It's, Somebody it's, would take it's that intent. offensively. It's intent. Somebody would take that offensively. But what if you are repeating what you heard me say? It's intent. That's just like that's just like your parents saying or, or cussing around you and they say, Don't you can't use these words because they'd not be disrespectful from you from um child to parent. I'm just repeating what you said. At the end of the day, we cannot spend every waking moment trying to discern somebody's intent about what they say. If she comes up and says, "So I mean, we never, we 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 never can um um call people to the carpet for." I'm not things saying that, but mouth? if she comes to the carpet and says, "I am not racist. I did not mean it like that." When I was 14, this was my narrative. If she apologizes for, it, I am not going to watch her every move to make sure she is not racist. If it well, happens again and again and again, then at the end of the day, your intent will be revealed. Well, but I feel maybe like her intent now is just because she's famous now and then she wasn't famous. That could be it. But black people do that all the That is PR. It is PR. But it's like uh, another part of PR is that you make a dumb statement. You no longer can work. But that doesn't remove the intent. 
What PR does is cleans up what you say, what right. you do. It doesn't remove the intent. That's so true. at the end of the day, I could say I believe she was intending to be to to joke at people of color. She could have been, but at the same time, from a racist intent. Now, my thing is that a lot of times when stuff like that happens, people say, "Well, you know, I've grown. I've you know, I've evolved in my thinking since then." And I'm for that 100% because I'm not the same person I was at 15 or 16. Absolutely. Um, now, was I the same person from 16 to 20? Not exactly the same person, but not that far off. Yeah, but you probably haven't had a the mass level of exposure that she's had from 14 to... No, that's true. ...to 22 either. That's true. So at the end of the day, I personally, I'm aware of what goes on as it pertains to racism but i feel like we are so darn highly offended about everything that is true and at the end of the day we we are we paint this picture like we don't have a responsibility in these narratives that are shared across social media or that are shared across you know whatever we want to we want to gloat about being on the system and getting food stamps and doing all this stuff. But if a white person said that, mm-hmm. we would say they were racist. Yes. But you just said it two days ago. You did. But at the end of the day, you gave them your narrative. Yeah. Well, it's. I guess with some people, especially with certain terms and things that black people get away with saying that unfortunately some of our white counterparts do not get away with saying is that they they feel that they're reclaiming a certain narrative is only i guess okay around that particular culture to be able to use that in that culture um because i've I've always had so i've always i believe every culture has colloquialism they do and i always thought like and we say black pride all the time why can't white people say white pride (laughs) I mean, although like they're not given the same level of the okay to be proud to be white, it's almost and well, that's a that's a loaded that, that's a, that's another conversation. Well, I say that's another conversation. I understand that, but but I'm talking specifically from what you in your initial question. I'm not talking Nazi white pride. No, no, no. I'm just talking about pride in who they are and their 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 backgrounds and. And and who in who they are, even though we yes we come from you know the, the the history of this country, but at the same time, at some point, why not give them at at the end of the day? Your initial question to me uh-huh. was how I felt about canceling culture. I don't feel like it is our responsibility to have a hand in tearing somebody's career down or to you don't have to like what they said, right? Because at the end of the day, it's a whole lot of conversations going on in these back rooms with these artists. But the difference is, you know, for example, some people treat their own people like trash. One of the narratives that's been painted about Bill Cosby since his whole allegations was he was not a very nice man. No. According According to a lot of other actors that were with him. They said he was not a very nice man. But instead of us talking about that, we want to talk about the fact that if if a white person, you know, would have said some derogatory about him, I'm like, no, that's an issue too. It's very much an issue. You understand what I'm saying? So I feel like you don't know what goes on behind this. I'm not I'm not saying it is right for anybody to get up and say anything racist or 
or what have you but i feel like it is not my responsibility to stay up every night and track every entertainer and send emails and say well this person don't need to be on this show and this person don't need to be on that show because every artist every entertainer has made a wrong statement a wrong turn every boss every co-worker me you everybody's gonna say something that might not come out the right way i that, say it every that, week that 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 may offend my offend our brother and at the end of the day if i go to that person and say that's not what i meant by that or that is how i feel because that's how i was taught that's all i know right then we have to do you just cancel that person and say oh i can't hang around you because you think x y and z no at the end of the day you you pick your boundaries or whatever you feel like you need to personally do but you don't start a vigilante movement to end somebody's career over you know here here's the thing discretion here's the thing even with R. Kelly, and I keep bringing him up because he was such a pillar in the black music community. Okay. Our issue with R. Kelly wasn't that he didn't need to ever make another song. True. He needed to get some help. That was our issue. He, he so to I'm not trying to keep you help. from acting. Right. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Keep your mouth closed. Yeah. I'm not trying to make you like black people. But what I am trying to make you do is be aware of what you're saying. If you're working with black people on set, you can't just go in there making racist comments. Right. Because at the end of the day, I don't know why you are the way that you are. I At, at the end of the day, I just think that a, a certain level of grace needs to be extended to everyone. We're doing too much. Because at the end of the day, if I got fired on my job, but every wrong comment that I have made or wrong gesture or wrong thought. I promise. I pray I don't get fired from my job for, for this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm, be, I'm being honest. We, 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 we have to seriously remember that you said we sit in the seat of judge and jury, but really it's not our responsibility. You can have a personal opinion of whether or not you choose to continue to support an artist, right. whether or not you choose to continue to watch their you know, movies or whatever the situation may be. But to start a vigilante movement, but don't vote. To start a vigilante uh, movement. Talk, but You understand what I'm saying? The stu- and I started my, you know, my whole little discourse with the stuff we need to be worried about. Right, exactly. We're not. Yeah. We're trying to get gail king a black woman who here's here's is is the reality what if she never does another interview so what how is that going to profit anything i don't not not some people uh, up until that r kelly um interview didn't even know who gail king was exactly they knew her name they probably couldn't have pointed her out in a crowd Again, I go back to Nipsey Hussle. The I, only before he died, I couldn't tell you what rec- he looked like. Uh, the only relation we had about Gail King was through Oprah. That's it. So at the end of the day, if she never does an interv- another interview, if nobody ever asks her to, to to write another article or have any level of 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 interest or input in media anymore, what did we accomplish? Another woman losing her job. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's all. Because of one too soon comment. Question, yeah. sorry. So, yeah, um, this has been an interesting talk. Um, I'm not even going to follow it up with anything else. We're about to take a break. We'll be back. 
Are you a creative looking for more exposure? Are you an entrepreneur or business wanting another platform to promote your business? Consider partnering with the Creativity Podcast by becoming a trusted sponsor. For a small monthly contribution, you can replace this promo with a promo centered around your business. This promo can be written and produced by the Creativity team. Just email us at mycreativity at gmail.com for more information and get plugged into Team Creativity. We can't wait to hear from you. That was a great segment, Crystal. I hope, yeah, yeah. I hope some people learned some stuff. That made me mad. Uh, well, hey, entertainment. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope I ain't saying nothing wrong. If I offended anybody. <laughs> <laughs> How you really feel, Crystal? Oh. <laughs> yes. All right. So I think you want me to do my game or you want to do your game? I don't know what your game is. I mean, both of them are um, sitting I want to talk about something fun that I made me mad. You say it. Can you say it better than me? How black are you? Oh, I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker than black. Blacker than black. Black. I'm blacker than black. Yo, because I'm black and I'm black. Yo, I'm black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. All right, I got 20 questions to ask you. These about... 90s R&B music, okay? Which Mary J. Blige song contains this line, we were lovers through and through, and through we made it through the storm? Real love? It's real love. Correct! Real love. SWV stands for Sisters with voices. Sisters with voices. Correct. In the song, Fiendin', Jodeci sings, Take my money, my house, and what else? My car. My car. Correct. Let's check this out. Take my money, my house, and my car. For one hit up. Next. How many candles is Joe willing to light for his woman in all the things your man won't do? <laughs> you want so quick with that one, were you? I remember it too. Things your man won't do, I'll do it for you. I don't know. I'll light a thousand candles all around. Thousand. Mm-mm. I missed that part. Yep. What is another name for Maxwell's 1996 hit Ascension? Ascension? Mm-hmm. That's, um... These are the options. When the cops come knocking, something, something, don't ever wonder, whenever, wherever, whatever. What was the third one? Don't ever wonder. That's it. Don't ever wonder. Yep, that's it. Yeah. If you don't know that I say it, so don't ever wonder. Don't ever wonder. What was the title of Group Theory Smash Hit? Tell me. Correct. Tell me if you want me to. 
Usher's 1997 platinum album My Way, which is my favorite oh, Usher my God. album, featured the hit Nice and Slow. True or false? Yeah, that's true. Correct. Which popular 90s male group had the hit In My Bed? Drew Hill. Version one. Correct. Because now they Drew Player. Drew, they are not Drew Player. Player, Player, and Drew Hill came together and made a group. You didn't know that? Really? Look it up. Yes. Because you know the big guy and yeah. the left. Okay. But I will tell you, Cisco looks like he did in the nineties. Like he ain't aged a day. Next question: Which popular nineties female group had the hit eight oh eight? Black. Correct. Which female artist is featured on Donald Jones' You Know What's Up? You know what's up? No, you said what female artist? Mm hmm. Rapper. A rapper? Oh, female artist. Foxy. Nope. You got four, four um, options The Brat. Missy Elliott, Lil Kim, Left Eye. That's a rapper. It must be the remix. No. You know what's up? I don't remember no rap. Yep. Left Eye. I need to go back and listen to that. So baby, tell me what's up. Can we ascend to higher heights and when a path gets rough, we can get into brighter nights, breathe with peace. Notorious B.I.G.'s Mo Money, Mo Problems samples which 80 song? Um, That's The Barge, ain't it? No, it's not. It's either Nasty Girl by Vanity Six, New Attitude by Patti LaBelle, Jump to It by Aretha Franklin, I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross. I'm coming out, yeah. Blow like booty, true pimp, nigga, spin no dough on the booty. yell, go mainstay, go your cutie. Beep beep Who got the keys to the jeep Is from which Missy Elliott song That was um Beep beep Who got the keys to the jeep That was um Can we get No that's that's SWV Boom um, what what is it for? Uh, either all in my grill, Mm-mm. hot boys, soccer to me, the rain. It was the rain. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly. I can't stand the rain. Yeah, well, I was thinking about SWV. One in a million was Aaliyah's first studio album. True or false? Studio album. Mm-hmm. That's false. AJ Nothing But a Number was her first album. There you go. Which part of Destiny's Child's No, No, No is Wyclef featured on? Which part of it? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean, which part? Neither, like part one, both, or part two? 
He said, no, 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 no. It's it's part two because they do have a version with them. Exactly, because part one came out first, and nobody listened to it. I didn't. Then why, Clef John? This is the yeah, remix. The, um, he was on. He was on the um second one. Yep. That's the only song. That's the only version people know. Because the first one was, was like, if you really know, no, no. It was slow. I don't know that one. Yeah. I just know his. Ting, 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 ting. Yep. In the song, Knocking the Boots by H-Town, how long are they willing to make love? Break of dawn. Correct. Making love until we're tired too. The break of dawn. But Genuine is willing to put you on his pony if you are. Huh? If you are. Genuine is willing to put you. If you're horny? Yep. (laughs) Like, that was worded weird. Besides the Notorious B.I.G., who else is featured on 112's debut song, Only You? Jesus, the Notorious. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Mace. Mace. Yep. Correct. Damn, you can hum or you want to. All you want to money, I'ma front you. Girl, I wanna flaunt That's you. Right. I'ma always want you when nobody wants uh-huh. you. If I die now, my love is still haunt you. Mace ain't the one that Diddy give him his money. <laughs> I know Diddy was somewhere somewhere in there. What is D'Angelo referring to in his song Brown Sugar Bay? Weed. Marijuana. <laughs> Correct. I didn't know that. <laughs> I get high on your love. <laughs> get high off everything, apparently. Okay. <laughs> Last one. Why does TLC really cheat in the creep? One, because they found someone better. Two, because they man cheated. Three, because they need affection. Or D, all of the above. Affection. Correct. Yeah, it was in the verse. <laughs> I should have only missed a few. You missed two. That's it. My sister would have gotten them all. <laughs> I'm sure she would have. <laughs> so that has been the game of how black are you? Uh, black y'all, and I'm black y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black y'all, and I'm black y'all, and I'm black y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black y'all. All right, go take a break. We'll be back. Coming to you sooner than you think. From the creator of the Creativity Podcast comes a new podcast called Politic Talk. It's an election year, and we want you to be informed to the goings-on of the world in the political spectrum. 
Join host Devashi and a host of special guest co-stars as they share their perspective of local, national, and international politics. It's time to stop hitting that snooze button and wake up and pay attention. Politic Talk is here. Good morning. Please wake up. All right, Crystal, we are back. It's time for our tea tips. You want to go first? Leave people alone. <laughs> Why are your tea tips always so short? Because I've said enough. Okay. All right, my tea tip is, I'm even going to talk about um, that one segment because we have exhausted it. I'm going to talk about um, Ryan Leslie. My tea tip for this week is go out there and learn a new skill because you can make millions. I agree. Yeah. Any he self-taught himself by going to a website and it made even more money probably than he's seen in music in years. Hey, when one thing don't work, spend the time, teach yourself something else, pick up a trade or whatever. Have you are a creative, that means you can figure out something else. Right. Figure it out. I didn't know how to do a podcast, but doggone it, I figure it out, and here we are today. All right, that's my tea tip for the week. All right, people, I'm gonna do my sign off. Deuces. Deuces. And a quarter. My mama had a deuce and a quarter. Bye. <laughs>